You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. So, Martha and I have decided that if it gets a little bit too long, we're just going to split into two parts. Because sometimes... Our podcast gets a little bit too long. Uh, and we, we have a lot of emotions. <laughs> we have a lot of emotions. And also, like, a lot of... Commentary. There's a lot of story yeah. that is there. We just have to talk about it. There so, are so many things that are important. Yeah. And so, essentially, we're not going to know if this has to happen until we're fucking recording it. And normally, it's like, whatever. We would do it as in Martha goes first, hers would come out first, I would go second, mine would come out second, whatever. But... My topic kind of has to go with the month of March, so it needs to come out in the month of March. So, you're going to hear this whole spiel a lot more normal and, (laughs) like... Nice float in because more we're sober yeah because we will not yeah have because uh, she went first um, because more than likely <laughs> this is going to be split into fucking two it's yeah so really. since it is going to be split into two we're not going to talk about anything that's new because you'll hear it on the next podcast because it's the same day yeah. and we've already talked next about week it or next next week <laughs> yeah whenever whenever it gets edited it. and whenever it gets out all that good stuff but we will still do our normal introductions mm-hmm. so I am Brittany. Trino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But, but First, first let's, let's Talk Nerdy. Clink. Just a clink this time. Just a clink. <laughs> Small clink. All right. The worst <laughs> accent you've ever heard. <laughs> My favorite part of podcasts is when the fucking podcasters try to do accents and they're just always horrible. Oh, yeah. So bad. Oh, yeah, shit. No. Whenever I, if I do any, like, voices for anything, like, D&D and, like, voices, not accents, voices, <laughs> they're very different because one of them I can do. I can make my voice more raspy or, like, higher. I can't make it sound Not like Beast the- Boy high, though. <laughs> That's... Not Beast Boy high and raspy. It's such an in-between. See the thing. next episode yeah. to hear this. You won't... This is funny, too, because people are like, what Beast Boy thing are they talking mm-hmm. about? And then they'll listen to the next I episode and be like, it, my oh, friends. I really wish I no, she cannot. I actually mostly wish I can't. And it's like a good thing. But I because I can't, I keep trying. Are you kidding? I would love to just whip out Beast Boy. It happens first all the time. Off, on first off. Huh. Gar and the fucking Titans is not what I expected. I've never ever cared about Gar at all, and now I'm like, you're probably the most relatable character, and I love you. But, and very not green, which I also appreciate. He's green when he transforms. He's not green when he's a person. (laughs) Fair. I get it. But also... I'm always here for more green. Yeah, no, well, as he starts to turn, he turns green, and then he turns into an animal. Okay. And his animals are green. That's good. He just, as a regular person, and he, his, he has to take off all his clothes. That He's is- getting a suit in the new season, and they're going to Star Labs, and I was like, I hope the poor boy doesn't have to keep taking his clothes off in order to transform every time. It's just such a good <laughs> handicap. It is. For, like, an incredible power that, like... <laughs> First of all, is hilarious. And secondly, you really have to think about it. Yeah. So you're like, is it worth turning into a duck right now? I have to go take my fucking pants yep. off. Yep. It's 
<laughs> is it worth it? For, it's I real can't good. Do, you can't just change for a joke. It's good. Well, he can a little bit. Corey was very amused. That's fair. <laughs> a woman after my own heart forever. Dick was like, whoa, this just happened. And Rachel was like, put pants on. I know this happens. And Corey was like, <laughs> you're fucking naked and just turned into a tiger. <laughs> and I was like, girl, I feel you. <laughs> I mean, I never think about the fact that tigers are naked all the time, but they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he literally transforms, so regular clothes are just gonna You're rip. Gonna burst He's gonna them. burst the fuck out of them. What you should do as the Hulk, but unfortunately, but mostly fortunately, no one wants to see Hulk schlong. No, yeah, we don't. There's one scene where Gar <coughs> is all mind controlled and he's a tiger, and Rachel Raven. And I know. Just in case, Rachel yeah. in the comics. Too. Um. They haven't called her Raven at all. Someone's called her Raven. There's been a hint to it, but they dun, just call dun, her Rachel. Um, it brings him out of it, so he turns back into a person, and he's very naked. And she's luckily wearing this like shawly, really comfortable looking thing that I probably would want to wear in the winter because it's cold. And she's like, here. And so at the rest of the scenes, he's just wearing this like. <laughs> Keepy shawly thing that Rachel happened to wear because he's very naked. <laughs> NBD. It's just. This is what it fine. is. It's is fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was that was a divergent. Oh, a swoosh. Oh, oh, I did see that they're going to do Brother Blood on the next season and they picked somebody hot. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, I'm offended. Yeah. So I think Brother Blood should look like Frollo from the fucking Probably. Movie. So yeah, Brother Blood. That's his fault. Brother Blood. And um, they have officially gone to Star Labs. There is mm-hmm. a picture of them at Star Labs. So I'm excited for it. Nice. Yeah, they're recording right now. I started following Dick's voice act, voice actor, actor. He's just an actual actor. <laughs> um, so he's Australian. So I, for the first time or so, I was like, okay, I have to go watch an interview with him because I need to hear, yeah. like, so. I was so he has a cute little Australian accent, which obviously he does. But I was like, I need to hear him as a person. Like he's. Doesn't have an accent yeah. as Dick Grayson, and he is Australian. Sometimes he has a weird mustache, and like you need to shave that off your face. You're too pretty for that. Mm. But yeah, cute little Australian accent. But anyways, my topic has nothing to do with Teen Titans, which I'm sure you're actually kind of shocked. Yeah, about. no, I was confused. <laughs> what, what, but and then you said March, so I was like, now I'm okay. a thousand times more confused because I don't know so, what March means. March. Is Women's Pride Month? Oh, which you knew? Yep. Yeah. So no, I didn't know that, but I just didn't think about it. I'm going back, going way back. Samurai Jack, no skin. (laughs) I am going to talk about. Now I have that song stuck in my head, which is the best. (laughs) I mean, fair. It's a good song. Nefertiti. One of the first fucking queens that we know of our fucking history. Okay, okay. Boom. So we're going to talk about a fucking badass woman. Historical. Let's fucking go. You know me. I'm a fucking history nerd. I get it. Um, so most of my references today were from a podcast I listened to called Queens Podcast. Mm -hmm. They talk about bad ass queens in history. 
Um, just regular type bad queens. Just, you know, that's fine they too. They just weren't very good queens. <laughs> they weren't very great. Um, I would actually really love to listen to a podcast where it was like, well, she was pretty average at it. <laughs> And then I read a few different places. There was a place that I was just, a lot of it, I mostly took a lot of the notes from Queen's podcast and then did some cross-referencing when I was confused about things. There's a place called dkfindout.com, Wikipedia, and then ancientegyptonline.co.uk. I know dkfindout.com doesn't have anything to do with Donkey Kong. But, that's <laughs> but really I feel like I it thought. should, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, but it is its own level, and you do have to ride in one of those minecarts. <laughs> yes, <Fuck. laughs> yeah. Oh, I love a good. Me too. Car. So good. <laughs> okay, so Nefertiti, Nefertiti. Not one hundred percent sure how her name is pronounced. Mm-hmm. Good points that have been brought up a lot of these names is English wasn't a fucking language back then. Yeah. So, so we probably weren't even saying, we're, no matter how we say them, they're probably not being said right it's anyways. It's definitely wrong. Yeah. So we'll just call her whatever the fuck. Yeah. I actually just call her Nephi a lot. So it's fine. <laughs> Are you just obsessed with anything that is a N-E double letter, either Y or I-E? Nessie, Nephi. There's only two. But there will be more in the future. I don't know if you have an obsession with, like, a Nelly. Not that Nelly. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. All right. So, so, Nefertiti, if you don't know who she is, she is essentially a queen of ancient Egypt. We'll get into more of the title later. And um, basically one of the first recorded badass women of time. It doesn't go much further back than that because mm-hmm. it's a long time ago. Nefertiti was born somewhere around 1370 BC. They don't have an exact date because it's a really long time ago. And her parents are unknown. So BC, just in case everybody understands, this means like 3,000 years ago. This is 2,000 years plus another 1,370 years. A long, long time ago. Yes. If you don't want to reference Jesus, you can always do BCE, which is before Common Era. And just for a little reference, if you even can't then wrap your head around that. I can't. a long time ago. I can't is, wrap my head around a week. I know, right? Days, so this is 1,300. 100 years before Cleopatra. Cleopatra was right about at the turn of the century. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> she was right at the turn of the century there. So around 70 BC, BCE, whatever you want to talk about, 70 Boston College. So, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Nefertiti, 1300 years before that. Should just be Bic like the lighters. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. So there before we had Bic lighters. <laughs> before Bic. Mm. <laughs> so there's no obviously records of her birth or upbringing. There was no nothing of that. We don't that. know like if she played fun games no. or like kept no, a diary. Yeah, had a lot no, none it. of that. We don't know how what her education was. We don't we don't know any of that. We don't even really know where she was from. 
And especially she was female, so it was mm-hmm. even less that this shit would be recorded. Yeah, it's a big problem of history. It's hard to know anything about females unless they're in the royal family. Yeah. It's really hard to know anything about females' upbringings because they just didn't care. Well, the amount of times where something is attributed to a male and then like literally thousands, not thousands. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. My bad. (laughs) Like hundreds of years later, they're like, oh. Oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's months, months being like 28 days. Yeah. Like, what do you think could be happening every 28 days that you might need to keep track of? It's probably not the moon because I don't <laughs> think it's making that much of a fucking difference for you, my friends. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not a hundred percent sure where she came from. They're assuming their best guess is that she was just part of some minor nobility. And that she was probably from Egypt. Though there are some things that say she could be from Syria, but with how she, where she ends up in the, the chain of royalty, she's probably a minor nobility in ancient Egypt. Syria was a thing back then too, right? So I don't know what it was called back then. So, it wasn't called Syria. It's modern day Syria. I think, I feel like there's an, a Syria. That was maybe... So when I looked up this stuff, it was called... Then they referenced it. They said a modern-day Syria, which means wherever it was Mm -hmm. isn't Syria, isn't the same thing as now. My brain is just going... Yeah, it it gets a... But a lot of these things aren't really super important. They aren't. You know, Um, my brain is like, well, tell me about this unimportant fact. (laughs) So, um, like I said, a lot of her history is just speculation from historians, so they can just try to piece together um, who she is. Now, the crazy thing about Nefertiti is she wasn't discovered until December 6th of 1912. Okay. So no one knew about her until 1912. No idea she existed. Yes. I don't know this, and I feel like I might make a fool of myself. Was she a mummy? We'll get into why she wasn't discovered. Okay. Okay. I just was like, should I know this? Yeah. She, so we'll get, so we'll get into all of why they, she wasn't discovered and no, she's not a mummy because they actually don't know where her, she doesn't have a tomb and they don't know where she is. Mm -hmm. Um, so Nefertiti means the beautiful woman has come, which Apparently couldn't be more spot on because from all the accounts they have of her, the arts, the statues, the busts, all that stuff, she was stunning. Total babe, total bombshell. Uh, they even figured that her bust, which I think you would find great, is missing an eye. Her famous <laughs> bust is missing an eye. <laughs> because they put kryptonite in there. Yes, exactly Spoiler that. for next week, guys. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to be making a lot of references to our next week's episode. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, um, so being born around somewhere around 1370 BC or BCE or before Bic or Boston College means she was born in the 18th dynasty, which was known as the Golden Age of Ancient Egypt. I learned a lot about ancient Egypt while doing this, just so you know. I love when you're researching something that you're, like, trying to learn about something for something else. And then you're like, well, now I learned. Well, now I know a lot about bogs. Yeah, exactly. Because of yep. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so what? 18th Dynasty, the Golden Age. 
Um, during this time, Egypt was under the rule of Pharaoh Amenhotep III. The capital of Egypt was Thebes, which is modern day Luxor. Also, I put this in here. Don't stay at the Luxor Hotel in <laughs> Vegas say, because it sucks. It's just triangle shaped. It's not special. Down. <laughs> we actually definitely talked about it in the D and D episode because yeah. you guys called me out for calling it triangle shaped, but it is. <laughs> um. Okay. So. And at this point, Thebes had essentially been the capital for a very long time. It's right next to the Nile. It had, it was a very prosperous city. I was going to say, it was a big spitty, deal. Spitty. I just called the city a spitty. <laughs> so rude of you. Wow. Yeah. No, it was a big deal. I was, can't believe you it would call it that. Right next to the Nile. They were able to grow great crops and there was lots of money. They spit on shit apparently because <laughs> it was a prosperous city. It was just a city, but it was for like, ah, uh, what is it? Llamas? Camels? Camels. <laughs> this is like, it's something that's less cute than a llama. But I was like, isn't the llama already the less cute one? Because alpacas. So maybe I did get it wrong. <laughs> Turns out I got it wrong. Alpacas are way cuter than llamas. Yeah. Camels have humpies. That's the, well, that's the hierarchy. Alpacas, llamas, camels. Because camels are probably not super soft. And llamas can be at least soft. But llamas aren't toting you across the desert. No, no. And I don't think, is an alpaca going to do that too? No, but they're way cuter than both uh, camels yeah, yeah, and no, fucking... I'm just rating them by cuteness. Okay. If I was rating them by usefulness... I camels are on top. I have to eat the alpaca. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go on a slight sidebar here, too. Though this sidebar has relevance. It's a written down sidebar. It's a written down sidebar. Not the sidebar. We just went over about alpacas and fucking camels. But that's important too. <laughs> so, ancient Egypt was very poly. Very poly. That, uh, also, do you want to explain what poly means for those okay. who are less So, for those of you poly, who don't know what poly means, <laughs> poly is the opposite of monogamy. And monogamy is when you're only with one partner. Poly means you get to have very many partners, but it's all very mutual yeah. and you talk about it and it is a legit relationship just with more than one person. And everybody involved knows what's going on because communication is healthy. I'm getting so much serious eye contact <laughs> from Brittany right now. It is absolutely what the fuck. I feel like, like I'm yes. just trying to express the serious of no, this you're right. into the microphone, but you're the only thing I can look at. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that a, was that a, I was think that, that was a good a description. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right on the money. It's okay. um, short for polyamorous. Yes. Yes. So ancient Egypt was very poly. Basically all pharaohs were known to have many wives and this was just common practice. There was one main wife and she was essentially the queen. Um, and she'd be always the one that the Pharaoh was pictured with, go to events with. It'd be her children. If she had male children, that would be first in line to the throne. Mm -hmm. 
But if the main wife didn't have any sons or if the sons were just dumbasses and they were like, nah, you can't rule and this kid over here is a way better ruler, Strong they would give to the other, the other son of, like, of, of wife that wasn't technically, that wasn't the first wife. Your wife does and, uh, your son is way better. Yeah. I don't care so much about my, well, I guess it's all the bloodline. So you don't even have to care mm-hmm. that much about the bloodline. Yeah. It's all fucking yours. Yeah. So like first wife was just like sort of like a title. Yeah. Um She's and they the were favorite, then they were yes, she was the favorite. Rough. And like I said, most of the stuff would go to her, but they wouldn't be like, well and this was like there would be no jealousy, there'd be no like you know, like it would just be like this was a thing. Like the Pharaoh had many wives. You didn't have any sons? That's fine. I have this son over here. Our son together is like, I'm gonna go fucking play with camels in the battlefield and I'm bad at everything. We're gonna give it to I'm this person who wants to read. <laughs> I'm gonna it's eat like, this llama. What? <laughs> Wait, what? But it's so furry. <laughs> so anyways, like so that's the fucking <laughs> It's so furry. But it's so furry. That's gross. You know what? Jason and Damien don't want you to eat llamas. I don't want to eat them either. I just think if you <laughs> If I had to prove an alpaca's usefulness, I assume assume that they would, like, carry stuff. But also, like, maybe you could eat them because they look, like, nice. And I feel like most animals that look nice also taste nice. Like, cows have, like, nice big giant eyes. Ransom would taste awful. Well, not Ransom. He looks so cute. His head looks cute. His body looks like it's stringy. Leave his body alone. I was saying Don't give him body dysmorphia. I don't want to eat you. Isn't that a good thing? You look like you would be very stringy as a food. Do you think Damien eats cows even though he has No, I think he's a vegan. Do you think he's a vegan or a vegetarian? I think he probably went... Just went for it. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Jason's a vegetarian? No. No. But his animals. Yeah, but I think he's an idiot also. (laughs) He's like, this isn't a cow. What are you talking about? This is a steak. Yeah. Well, and I I think Dick's a vegetarian. I kind of feel that vibe from him. He's probably a pescatarian. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you, Dick Grayson. Yeah. Like, not to be like, I feel like that has such a specific vibe, a person who's like, I'm a pescatarian. Look, I was a pescatarian for 12 years. Yeah, but you didn't go around being like, I'm a pescatarian. That's the difference. First of all, if you're going around talking about your diet in any way, shape, or form, I don't care who you are, what you eat, unless you're eating gold shit, in which case, please tell me about it. It might be really interesting. Or you might break your fucking teeth. Because gold. I kind of feel like Dick would be like, whatever, and then he became Batman, and Damien was like, you can't fucking eat cow, I have a cow, and Dick was like, fine, I won't eat it. Here's the difference. But I'm gonna eat this shrimp. It's close to what I think, but it is not quite the same. I think Damien went to Alfred and was like, (laughs) we're not making any more things that have cow in them, and probably Dick Grayson... The three or four years in, noticed that he hasn't had a burger in a while. Was Why like, do what is what is this impossible burger shit you keep feeding me? Yeah, or or 
like literally that's basically this the thing where he's like he like he sees it once and it's like were you supposed to be Batman once upon a time? Isn't he supposed to be the world's greatest detective? You've been eating this for three fucking years. We have a lot of tofu. We have a pet cow that you pet on the regular. Obviously, we're not having... He's, he's your third favorite... The, the, that cow, you're his third favorite person other yeah. than Damien and Alfred. It's a tit, Grayson. We are definitely not eating that sort of meat in this household anymore. Shit, that's 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Dick has no idea what he's eating ever, I'm guessing. No. I'm guessing someone always puts something in front of him and he just puts it in his mouth. First of all, who doesn't want to feed that boy? <sighs> um, I do and I don't want to cook ever. <laughs> I'll cook for you, Dick. Yes. <laughs> so, Amenhotep Third had a whole bunch of kids. He did have a couple of sons with his main wife. Uh, unfortunately, the firstborn did die as a young adult, and so the title was passed on to his second son, Amenhotep the Fourth, because they've been just naming themselves after themselves since thousands of years ago. We have not progressed for thousands of years. Stop naming your fucking son after yourself. Well, to be fair, that is like a classic royalty move where they're like, it, just yes. so you know who we are, yeah, we're all changed. the exact same person. Mm-hmm. We're just a poor robot co- copy of the next mm-hmm. one. Yep. I'm in Hotep the Fourth. Who is he? Why is he important? Well, he becomes the pharaoh mm-hmm. and the pharaoh needs a wife. So this is where we enter Nefertiti. Oh, Two years into his rule, they marry, and she becomes his first and his main wife. Nephi was 14, and Amenhotep was actually only a couple years older than her, which is wonderful, because most of the time they're like, this girl was 14, and this guy was 42. Yeah. Which is gross. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was so I think, 42, Yeah, means that it was, like, six. Yeah, real bad, and already had, like, six kids and three wives. So, yeah, I think Amenhotep was probably, like, 16, 17, and Nephi was about 14, which, obviously, back in the day was like, you're an adult, because you yep. can bear children. Time to die. <laughs> she ends up giving birth to their first child in the first year or two of their marriage, a girl named, bear with me, everyone, Mary Totten. Mary Totten. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to see if I could read it upside down. I could not find <laughs> well, it without you, so no. Which um, means she who is beloved by Aten. And then within the next year, they had their second daughter, Meketaten, which means protected by Aten. And then they have a third daughter in, the, in year five of their marriage. They end up actually having three girls after that as well. So they have Six girls. Holy shit. Six girls total. They all have Totten in their name? And all of them have something to do with Aten. Aten. My bad. Yes. So, um, there may have been more. Um, probably didn't make it through childbirth or not very past it. So there isn't very, there isn't much record of them, but they're assuming there was probably more than that because of how their pattern is. They seem to be fucking like bunnies. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that pattern. I thought we were going to talk. Well, I th- didn't think we were going to talk about it. I thought we were alluding to the pattern of children dying. Oh no, we were alluding to the pattern of them literally not fucking all the time. Fourth control. Aten. I keep talking about this. Who is Aten? Who is he? Person? Is it a he? 
No. It's a so Aten is neither. Aten oh. is extremely important to Nafi's story, though. Aten was a god that they worshipped. Oh, oh. So we're going to talk about some religion here. Cool. Some I love religion. Ancient that's not religion. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that polytheism. Yes. So poly actually, this is a very interesting because Aten is not poly, and oh. this is one of the things that makes them so different. Oh. So we'll get into that. So um, it's like a first, cat being scared. <laughs> I want to especially bring up to you because you are a big fan of cults. When yeah. I say the word cult, I'm not using it in the term that we mean now. I know cults was literally what they used as the word to replace like the church or the group. So the Catholic church, the Protestant church, Mm -hmm. they would call it a cult instead. That's where the word comes from. And that's what they do. So instead of the Catholic church, it was the cult of Aten. Oh no. Okay. You got it now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we just changed the words, but Mm -hmm. that's what it means. So the main cult at the time was the cult of Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra was... sun god. I will. I'm literally about to talk about it. I just it. wanted to see if I was right. It's two separate gods because they're poly. <laughs> so <laughs> Amun was the god that created the universe mm-hmm. and Ra was the god of sun and light. And he traveled across the sky every day in a burning boat. All the gods in the cult were depicted as mostly humanoid. And an example is Ra had the body of a man with the head of a falcon. So I just picture Sam. I was kidding. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm going to throw you off the fucking or something. So. I didn't think that went through. I just ended it. I'm going to throw you off the fucking something. Like I said, this was the main cult of the time. It was the most powerful cult, had the most followers, had the most money, had the most influence, and you could compare it essentially to the Catholic Church of ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, The cult of Aten worshipped Aten, which was either a sun god or a sun disc god. Depending on how literal you want to go with it. Ugh, that's so... And it was literally... Aten was literally depicted as a sun disc emanating rays of light. And at the end of these little rays had little hands. I hate that. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, I hate that. Yep. Imagine... So think about all your little hands you like to put on your fingers. Yes. Oh, so you did that, and there's that one, can't remember if it's Adventure Time or the other one, regular show, where there's a deer that, I think it's Adventure Time, he takes his hooves off, and then he wiggles his fingers. That's, yeah, that's weird. So, Otten looks like a sun disc, but, like, I think it's just a semicircle. Yeah. And he's all these rays of sun. Like a horizon. Yeah. I can see it in my mind. And then imagine my fingers with all your little hands on my fingertips are the rays. And they're just kind of chilling. Except it's more like this because it's looking down on people. I hate it. (laughs) So that's on. It's like the worst elder god. Because imagine that in any sort of a literal sense. Where mm-hmm. you just see this like giant fire thing. Horrifying. That also has fingers. Horrifying. Well, and also like, okay, 
this, I think maybe we've discussed this in the past, definitely not on the podcast, but like because of video games, I have a fear of giant ants. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but like to the point where like if I see like a shadow of a giant hand, I get like creeped out more than I get creeped out for like things that I should get creeped out. And that is Martha's irrational fear. I fear clowns, and Martha and fears giant clowns. <laughs> but like I feel like, first of all, I know this will never happen to me, so it's okay. But like. Just the idea of it is enough to like send me like, oh. like, like it's it's so uncomfortable. I'm just gonna buy a giant just hand a stuffed animal and throw it like <laughs> bottom of my stomach drop out. And I also think a giant hand stuffed animal sounds cute, but like not like a fuzzy one, oh. like a silicone no. one. <laughs> Never mind. I changed my mind. That's horrible. <laughs> it will be money worth spent, even though I'm poor right now. Sorry, Martha, I can't pay rent this month. and <laughs> buy this giant silicone hand to freak you out. I'm permanently stuck in serial killer face. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, okay. Never TV! Let me tell you about some main differences between the two cults, because it is important. Amon-Ra and the other one? And Atten. Atten. And Finger-Son. Oh my god. Hand-Son. I just really... Atten is such a forgettable name, right? Yeah, it's not great. So, Amon-Ra and Atten. A-T-A-N? A-T-A-N. Okay. The most of the time, all the cults that have been worshipped from from up until now have basically been depicted more man-like as opposed to object-like and Aten is object as opposed to all the other ones like Amun-Ra that is a male body and um, a falcon head. Yeah. He's genderless unless all of those fingers are just big. And yes, and so this is a sidebar that I didn't put in here. When the art style starts to change a little bit, which is a, which I will talk about because Nephi essentially changed the art style, Amenhotep started to almost look androgynous. There's two theories behind it. One is because he was androgynous, and t- or two because Aten didn't portray a gender. He, as the pharaoh, didn't want to portray a gender. So that's a sidebar that doesn't really have anything specifically to do with Nephi, but it is a little fun fact. So as you were saying before, Aten is monotheistic and all the other gods beforehand had all been polytheistic religion. The cool shit. Yeah. So that was, that was, but of course you're, Aten is a nerd. Except, well, yes, he is a, a, he is a fucking sundial. Glasses on that sundial. All right. <laughs> All just pocket protectors instead of hands on the ends of the fucking sunrise. Um, one thing I guess that I would appreciate about Aten is he was worshipped in the open sunlight rather in dark temples. Like no most vampires. Of the other places were no vampires for Aten. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, Blade. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, sorry, Blade is a good callback. Sorry. Callback slash flash forward because we're not there yet. Or like fucking Akasha, who is probably like literally there being like, okay, rude. <laughs> and then with Aten, you could only communicate with Aten through royalty. So the king or the pharaoh mm. um, instead of just praying to the gods yourself. Oh, so, huh. Yeah, I wonder that, who came up with these rules. It's a little weird. Also, under Aten, there's no explanation or any kind of directions on how you get to heaven, and you just have to hope that the king puts in a good word for you. So, yeah. Royalty so, remember these. Remember, <laughs> remember based these, these little facts here, okay? How could I ever forget them? <laughs> so... Because of these changes, uh, most people shockingly weren't really into the cult of Aten because Weird. people get fucking crazy when it comes to religion. And also they were like, oh, you guys are like fucking stuck yeah. up dickheads now. But, um, Nephi, <laughs> Nephi and Amenhotep were super into this sun disc, okay? And they were vocal about it, which usually, even in, well, not so much later in the thousands to two thousands, mm-hmm. The royalty would kind of keep quiet about it. Like how now our president isn't supposed to be like super, this is, I'm doing this shit because of religion. It's weird because where our president, like, (laughs) I'm making a whole bunch of quotations with my fingers. Where it like shouldn't matter, but also we can't get an easy Politics aren't technically supposed to mix with religion. But you do have to be a Christian if you're going to be a president. Technically. Because what if you're not concerned about God? So if you're not concerned about going to heaven, you'll never be a good person. So it was essentially the same in ancient Egypt. (laughs) They all essentially, especially around now, would go under uh, Raman. Ramen noodles, <laughs> which we all should be worshiping. Let's just worship ramen noodles. I mean, almond raw. They were all essentially just. They all just essentially were in the, the cult. Uh, it's just the flying spaghetti monster, <laughs> but ramen. I'm Mark McCray, the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. And if you're not listening to our podcast, then you're missing out on amazing interviews with Larry Houston, Tom Tatawanovich, Keone Young, Michael Swanigan, Ned Hastings, Bill Gallier, Dan Gilvazan, Rob Lamb, and so many others. Kick back and let Dan Clink and I peel back the curtain on the animation industry. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast can be found on the ESO Network and all podcasting platforms. So even though they didn't like super talk to talk about it, we, they everybody just knew that was the cult that they followed. So the fact that Nephi and Amenhotep the fourth were like, "Hey, this sun disc though," mm-hmm. kind of you know rubbed people in the wrong way. 
a little bit, but most of, for a a good chunk of it, they were kind of like, okay, whatever, it's fine, you, it's cool, because they, for the, at least for the first chunk of it, they were like, it doesn't matter, you can practice whatever you want, so people were like, whatever, but the point, one of the main things that this does show you is that these two weren't going to be the same typical leaders that we can trace back all in history, we see a pattern and everything, very little that we have of ancient times and they follow the same pattern and these two were not gonna be the same footprint that she's not like had. every other no, girl she is the woman who has come and <laughs> or the beauty who has come i think is, is even better are, right first so, of all way less gendery mm-hmm. and secondly just hotter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh nephi had a lot of influence on female roles, traditions, art, and architecture. So just to throw that out there, because it's all coming at you this way. So in the third year of their marriage, and it's about the fifth year of Amenhotep's rule, they decide to throw a jubilee, which is a huge party that takes over the whole city. Also an X-Men, who is sometimes also a vampire. X-Men, who is sometimes a vampire, <laughs> not related to Blade. <laughs> or Wade yeah. or or Slade. <laughs> Slade, yes, exactly. No vampires related at all. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> so um now Jubilees are common in ancient Egypt, but they cool. don't usually happen until year thirty of the Pharaoh's rule. So oh. not year three. This is where it different. So literally apparently like, we're throwing a fucking party. Yeah, yes. So apparently basically what happened is like a pharaoh would take over, mm-hmm. they'd have a long rule, and once around year thirty, they would have a jubilee, and then after that they could fucking throw jubilees whenever they wanted. But it it's did those, not happen. We made it to a certain yes. part. So we can and make now we can do whatever party. the fuck we want. Yeah. And they would just throw jubilees whenever they wanted. It never happened. Or at least it was like... So this is... This is year... This is people like... Year get, five yeah. and year three of their marriage. Mm-hmm. So... What were you going to say? I was going to say, this is when you, like, have known each other for two and a half weeks, and you're like, what if we got a bank account together? Let's go. I just feel like that would be a really good idea, because I trust you so much. (laughs) So the reason they did this was because there was a lot of tension going on with the whole cult thing, and they just wanted people to chill and to fucking party. Chill? And it literally takes over the fucking city. So it doesn't matter what fucking class you're in, like, you're just fucking eating, and you're drinking, and you're partying during this thing. Um, So they're like, let's just take people's minds off of it. And from this jubilee... We start to see amazing new art styles in all of the pictures depicted. And um, how we know this is there were these temples that were built for the Jubilee. And I don't know why. I don't know why they did this. I didn't get into the exact rulings of Jubilees here. But um, the what? Yes, but because the temples aren't important, what is important is what's inside of them. So the first (laughs) every ninety (laughs) movie. So there are three temples built. The first thing, and one of the most important, is the uh, style changes. In most previous arts, pharaohs and their main wife were basically drawn cookie cutter. 
there, you know, you can't tell very much of a difference between what feral it was, what wife it was. They were all cookie cutter. Different hats. I mean, not even different. They didn't have oh, hats. No, no She hats. started the hat. <gasps> what? She made that. That was nuffy. Um, Girl. And especially the wife, some, the pharaohs would have a little bit something different, so you could tell which pharaoh it was, but the wives were basically all just like, here's a cookie cutter of a gingerbread woman, and here we go. <laughs> so... They were also all basically portrayed as this picturesque, godlike type being. But our girl Nephi was like, nah, nah, this shit ain't gonna fly over here. We are gonna get more fucking individual. You're gonna be able to fucking tell that I am Nephi and he is your pharaoh. I'm in Hotep over here and these are our children and you are gonna know it's us. And that's where her crown type hat comes from. It's like a big, super fancy bucket type hat on the top of her head that she's known for. And this is where you start to see, you can see all these strong features in her face. Mm-hmm. And they come from her being like, nah, we ain't so all going to be drawn the same. Your girl had a really good jaw. And she it was, was like, like, you're drawing this jaw. Yeah. You are sculpting this jaw oh, right I've here. so hard to wear this hat. And, and this is my jaw. This is also. Do you think if I wore a hat like that for like, I don't know, a month, my jaw would leave you more defined? No. Your head would just look way huger and it's already big <laughs> enough. Oh, oh, oh. God damn it. That's so not wrong, but like, you're the worst. Oh. Aren't you glad we're the friends that I can say that to you, though? Yeah. It sucks. But it is really funny, which is so... Which is the worst part. Like, I can only be this mad. (laughs) Shit. But this is also where um, Amenhotep got to be like, hey, I'm not super godlike. I'm more just kind of androgynous and doing my thing over here as well. But Nephi was like, did you see my job, my, my job on? Hi, I don't Fucking, have to have any like fancy hair because you I don't, just... you don't have to fake these babies. Look at them. Yeah. And then every girl ever was like, God, literally it's like, I just want everybody to look very individual. So everyone can know I'm hotter than everyone <laughs> else. Look at me. <laughs> Anyways. I hate to be the person who immediately thought that. But like, as soon as you were like, <laughs> I just want everybody to look like themselves. I was like. Your girl is already too hot. It's well, so side note, um, one of the theories they were trying to figure out where with how Nephi got into like the the crown was they thought she might have actually been sent over for his father, and then his father kicked the bucket, and then they were like, Well, she's here and she's fucking hot, so You should probably just jump on that. Party, guys. Um. (laughs) All right. So there's all of a sudden this new, more individual, actual art and art style that makes everybody more individual and not just cookie cutter. And then beyond style, like I said, there's these three temples made in the Jubilee And each of them had this great art piece inside. So there's obviously a bunch of art in there, but there was like the main exhibit. And in one of them was both Nephi and Amenhotep. Another one was of both of them. And at the time they had two children. So it was two of their children. And then the third one 
was just snuffy. Yo, which girl. Never that we know of has ever happened before. Thanks. We have never found anything that predates this of Nephi. It's just crazy. There's there, no one ever just puts the main wife. The main wife goes with the husband very often, but never by herself. So this is one of those first hints that we're like, oh, Nephi's got some pull here. And she actually has some say in the rule that's going on. So... The Jubilee ended up being a huge hit, but they did make a couple of stupid moves when they put this Jubilee together that leads to some problems. Mm. So Jubilees, like I said, huge deal. They invite a bunch, all the important people from the different countries, their allies, leaders from all the different cults usually get invited because there's multiple cults. They just have the main ones, like I was saying, but there's multiple cults. So they... Mm only invited the leaders of the cult of Aten. Oh no, girls, you pulled a sleeping beauty. Yeah, so this pissed a bunch of people off. But they all still had fun at the Jubilee, but this is sitting in the back of their brain. Mm -hmm. Remember that. I will remember this. So as this is sitting in the back of their brain, things start to get a little heated in Thebes and Pharaoh assassination, not uncommon, not uncommon mm. if you guys know history at all. So, it's very easy to kill a king back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just had to be in the right room. Yep. So they were like, well, things aren't going great here. And we're not willing to give up our fucking sun disc with hands. So just hands. let's just make another city. So they made another city. About 250 to 300 miles up the Nile, which I looked up to make sure I knew we were going up the Nile and not down the Nile. They made their own city. They made the city in about six months. Oh, boy. Crazy fast. Yeah, that is very fast. Yay, slavery. Oh, no. Boo, slavery. Yeah. Boo, slavery. When you make things really, really fast... Probably something. Yeah. There was a few different places I was looking that was like, people are like, yeah, it's so crazy. They made it so fast. They must have been geniuses. And then other places were like, nah, slavery, bro. Turns out they worked lots and lots of people to actual death. death. Actual death. So, yeah, slavery, not cool. But that's probably how they built the city in six months. And they took uh, basically all of their family, all the people in the royal court, and then about 20,000 other people to go live in this new city. Now, note, the royal family probably all just got to sail off the Nile. Oh, yeah. These 20,000 other people had to walk 250 to 300 miles to this new city in the fucking desert. And horses weren't really a thing in ancient Egypt. What about camels? Don't know how much camels either. So I'm sure camels help transport shit. I bet they didn't carry people. So 20,000 people left this thriving city of Thebes and was like, why are we leaving this thriving city of Thebes? They were like, we want to have our own city with Thebes and So I'm guessing a chunk of these people probably also believed in Aten. That was their cult. And then other people were probably like, well... Because we're going to follow the pharaoh. First hundred miles, I'd believe it not. And then I'd be like, maybe not. 
Maybe not. <laughs> but at that point, you're already halfway through, so you might as well just keep going. A hundred miles. I would figure it out the first third. <laughs> also, that is the, like, sunk cost fall- fallacy, which is why so many people spend so much time doing something that they hate. They're like, well, right I've already there. spent so much time doing it, I might as well do it until I die. You're talking to a fucking completionist. I know, you're a mess. <laughs> All right, so they move up to the city, and the new city is called Akhetaten. Oh. Horizons of Aten. It's now known at now known as Amarna. So I don't think Amarna actually has a city in it, but if you were to Google it, that's what we refer to it as. Now, that's the location, is Amarna. Okay. We did get new architecture from this city. So let's, I'm going to try to quickly break it down so you understand. So usually, how they built shit is they would take a big rock, and they break it down, and make smaller rock, kind of brick things, and then they build construction with these broken down rocks. Mm -hmm. Now, in Amarna which I'm going to refer to it as because it's easier to say than the other one. They essentially just took the big rocks and made buildings out of it. There's a few people that are like, oh, it's new architecture. And then there's people that are like, they built the city in six months. They didn't have fucking time to break down these rocks and make buildings. They just put the fucking big rocks together and made buildings. (laughs) So, but new architecture was formed because of it. Either way, new architecture. All right, so with this new city comes a new chapter for all of them. And in this new, uh, with this new chapter and the new city, we get new names. Yay. So I'm not going to refer to them by these names, but I will tell you what they are. I'm going to continue to call them their regular names. Yep. So Amenhotep becomes Pharaoh Akhenaten, which is Something sl- yeah, slightly different from the city name, to be affected by Aten. And Nephi becomes, wait for it, Neferenferatan Nefertiti, which means, beautiful are the beauties of Aten, a beautiful woman has come. I feel like you might as well just shorten that to the beauties of Aten that are all coming. <laughs> because they have so many hands. <laughs> because they're so many hands. No, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep, that's why. Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Those are their new names, but like I said, Nephi and Amenhotep is how we're going to continue to talk about yep. them. So, we're going to actually take a quick sidestep and we're going to talk about Nephi and Amenhotep's relationship. Because it is important, and they actually seem super fucking into each other, which is... Nice. Yeah, rare throughout history. Still. So, and rare throughout now. They had at least six kids, and three of them were definitely in the first five years of their marriage. So, like I said before, clearly doing it all over the fucking place. (laughs) There And there's... At least six times. At least six times. 
But they had three of them in the first three years or first five years. And she's pregnant for nine months of that. So she can't get pregnant anymore. That's a lot of months. Too many. Fuck. 27 months. So long. I know, right? (laughs) So there's also a ton of art depicting loving relationships. There's images of them kissing, holding hands, touching, and just being cute and in love. There's also a ton ton of images of with them with their kids just looking affectionate and just like being a cute family. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, which just wasn't the norm and it's super cute to see that even though love can be super shitty and dumb sometimes, even 3,000 years ago, it could also actually happen. This is what happens when you don't put a 14-year-old with a 42-year-old. Yeah. This is what happens when you put a 14-year-old with a 16-year-old. They can bond yeah. and actually love each other. They can make jokes that the other one is going to understand. <laughs> All right. So, um what's super important about this is there are actually multiple images uh found in um Amarna of Nephi on even grounds with Amenhotep. Oh, shit. Huge deal. Before this, all of the first wives were always either pictured smaller mm-hmm. and behind the pharaoh, never, never on the same level, never pictured as equals. And this shows that they ruled together. Yeah, that's a big fucking yeah, deal. Yeah, big deal. This is a big deal. Um, the like four seconds of art history I took, I remember that part. Yes, yep. So huge deal, never seen before, nothing we, and of course we could possibly find something else we didn't find out about this until 1912, yeah. but as of right now, this is the first time ever. In this new city, and they have all their new names, and they're all in on this sun disc god. They have six kids. They're pretty fucking happy. They're all girls. That poor fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we all know Nephi's wearing the pants here. It's clear that Nephi is obviously in some form of actual power. And then we even start to see it in the art. So there's actually more pic- uh, art, solo art of her. A bunch where she's on the same level as her husband. And then there's even images of her smiting someone, which is her basically being like, I'm laying down the fucking law and you have to fucking deal with Mm -hmm. it. Which once again, never a queen never would be pictured like that. So let's fucking go. Nephi, please step on me. Yep. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows because remember she had six kids. She well, no, I do remember that part. Yes, all those differences and cults and all how they didn't invite any other fucking cults to their fucking jubilee. Yeah, yeah, they all maleficented. They all yeah. So things start to get a little crazy. Once again, this is the first time that we know in history that a city is under the um, monotheistic religion. Never before has this happened as well. So big deal. It's all been poly. The better choice. But people weren't digging it. You, as, As we know throughout history, you mess with people's religions and they're not super happy about it. So... 
hostile environment, not so great. And on top of this hostile environment, this really bad plague hit Egypt. Mm. This plague may very possibly be the first flu ever. Oh, dang. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, kill shit ton of people. Kill shit ton of people now. It's killing shit ton of people in 1350 BC, okay? Yeah, yo. Kill shit ton of people. Shit ton of the royal family dies. Nephew's second daughter, though we're not 100% sure if she dies from the flu, dies right around this time as well. And um, we know this because it's actually shown in art of um, Nephi and um, Amenhotep and all the children, like, mourning the daughter, which is also something that's crazy and has never been shown before and another sign that they actually had a loving and caring family. It's a very vulnerable thing. Yeah, exactly. Bunch of people die. Her daughter dies. A lot of their family dies. After this, it almost seemed like Nephi disappeared. So for the longest time, people thought she must have died from this plague as well. And then a hundred years later, in 2012, oh, remember she was found in 2019, yep, yep, yep. an nope, image. 1919. 1912. You said 2019. I know. I know. I know. They went so, back in time and they went like, back oh, in actually. <laughs> so she was found in 1912. A hundred years later, in 2012, there was an image of her. Sorry, just like the fact that the math, like that the numbers took so hard, but the math was very, very easy. And I have it written here. My exact sentence is, Nephi was first discovered in 1912. It was a hundred years later in 2012. It was so good. It just kept being like, nope, that's not something wrong. That's all right. So there was an image of her discovered where she's signing off on a temple to be built. And they know for a fact that this art piece takes place after the plague. So Ah. they know that she lived through the plague. So And still had some sort of power afterwards. Yes. So there's a few different theories of why she could have been in all these images and then suddenly almost seemed to fall off to a point where people didn't think that she lived through it. One, typical psychology. She lost a shit ton of family and her daughter. That was immediately what I thought. She just needed a break. She needed needed to step back and she needed a break and she she couldn't fucking do it anymore. Exactly. And not only did she lose a shit ton of family and her daughter, her whole country got obliterated yeah. by this flu. While she was, like, in power. While she's in power. She obviously feels like shit. say there's going to be a certain amount of guilt yes, that you deal with Exactly. There. So, she needed a break. I just, like, missing work when I don't <laughs> feel good and shouldn't be there anyways. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty when I say, no, sorry, I can't cover your shift, even though it's not my responsibility. <laughs> and then there is the fact that she gave herself a new name when she knew to the new city. So things just could have been recorded under a different title or a different name that we just don't know is linked to her yet. Another thing was, let me say this whole sentence before you make any grossed out comment, because it can get skeevy. Oh, no. 
it wasn't uncommon for daughters to take over as the main wife for their mothers. So that way they could get experience as queens because they figure, well, they'll probably marry them after someone. So they need to have this experience. But inbreeding, very, very common in that time as well. So, and there is some maybes that he married a couple of his daughters. Whether it was for this reason or gross reasons, we don't know. Yep. But. But we're unhappy either way. Unhappy, but we're going to say no gross reasons. It was just so that the little girl, that the daughter could get some experience to rule. To rule. Experience to rule. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Even though Nephew was his main wife, and she had six successful births, they were all daughters. Mm-hmm. So Amenhotep did have a son with one of his other wives. Do you know who the son is? No. King Tut. I was going to guess yep. that. And then I was like, I don't know. So I'll just say definitively no. Yes. Um, that's so yeah, the only so that's that I can think of yes. though. Yeah. So n- not Nephi's child, but Amenhotep's child. Yes. And obviously very fucking important to mm-hmm. one of his other wives. Now, when they opened King Tut's tomb mm-hmm. and they found his remains, they were able to run DNA tests on his remains. Oh, that is cool. DNA is fascinating. But what's grossly fascinating about DNA is that they were actually able to show that King Tut's parents were Amenhotep and his sister. They were a brother and sister. I'm not surprised by that. Which is gross. Yep. But King Tut's family. But they could find that out by their DNA. That is very, very Isn't that cool. fascinating? Yeah. So, yeah. So, Imagine Icky. going back and being like, all of the Lannisters. Imagine you just mm-hmm. go back and you're like, oh, every single person in this family yeah. has been fucking each other. So, not always, like, Amenhotep's parents not this were thing. not. Just in general. But in general, it was very common because of the whole don't taint the bloodline thing. Yeah. But, like, Amenhotep's like. Yes, which is very funny because you are tainting tainting the bloodline with a bunch of very terribleness. They do know sidebar on sidebar on sidebar. Amenhotep's parents, so Amenhotep the third, and his mom, who was actually a very prominent figure as well, but was very still wife, but very prominent and very respected and very like motherly and like loved her kids and loved nephew and all them. She was why they think nephew is probably just a uh, uh, just a basic rich person. I forget what I called them. Before nobility, uh, I was gonna basic say Arisa nobility, yeah, yeah, like essentially that. all the same thing. Because yep. that's who Amenhotep's first, the third, first wife was. So Amenhotep the fourth mom, they were the mom and the dad were not related. She was just someone from royal, from some kind of basic royalty, but mm-hmm. like or whatever. But but yeah, King Tut. So sorry, but probably why he died so young and suddenly. Say, that is a rough. Not your fault, King Tut. We're not blaming you. You didn't keep the bloodline clean. No, you did not. There was stuff in it. Okay, so, but I had to throw that in there because I thought it was fascinating that they could tell that from the DNA that they took from a mummified body from 3,000 years ago. It's gross and cool. And, yes, exactly. Okay, so, King Tut is important, though. I did bring him up for a reason. Mm-hmm. He 
would be the next in line to the throne because he is the next male heir because Nephi didn't have any sons. It's believed that Amenhotep died around 1336 BCE, before Bic, when that Nephi outlived him. And Tut as women usually as do. As women usually do. Tut didn't take the throne for about three or four years after his father died. So now the question is, what was going on in those three to four years? It's a little unclear. And there were two people who officially took the throne before Tut became pharaoh. Sem Kahakurai. Smen Kahakre. I cannot read it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Even if I was pronouncing it right, I wouldn't be pronouncing it right. Because once again, they didn't speak English back then. And Neferen Neferaten. So, the first one, Smen Kaharake. I just completely said that differently. It doesn't matter. matter. But whatever. S-Man. Yep. His rule... Short-lived, wasn't even for a year. And I didn't use any pronouns with talking about him. Oh. Because they aren't 100% sure if he was a man or a woman. Oh, dang. Or if they were, I actually did say they, they were a man or a woman. So here's a few different possibilities because they're not sure who they are. Possibly a husband of one of the daughters stepping up. And she being a high high rank as a princess, probably married someone who was also a high rank. And just maybe even just, just to take point while Tut was becoming of age because he was still young. And then they were like, nah, you suck. And they mm. fucking kicked him off the throne. Mm. Another is there was just a less suited son than Tut that was actually older. But he was just one of those sucky guys. And they were like, well, you can take over for now until we're grooming Tut to do this. I know. But it's true. Yep. And you're not good at this. And then they're like, now you're also really bad. So we're just going to kick you fucking to the curb. Mm. And then there's another theory where it actually is just Nephi using a different name. Nice. Now, this is why I don't, this, and so then going on to the next one, which is why I don't like the, which is why I don't believe the whole Nephi thing, is that the next person in rule, who is Nephi Neferatin, is what Nephi changed her name to. That's what I thought. Nephi Neferatin. Like, did I forget Nefertiti. Nope. You did not. But she just took off the Nefertiti. Mm-hmm. So, they're pretty sure... That this ruler is a woman. And of course, the main theory is that it's Nephi. What we're not sure of is if it is Nephi, if she was actually ruler or if she was regent. We're not sure what that. They can't figure that out. We do know that if this is her and they're pretty sure it's her, whether she's regent or she's ruler, she became way more chill and accepting about religions, which would make sense because... She doesn't have a king to back her up anymore, and she is not at all in the royal family. She's just married into it. No blood to it. So, like, people... Yeah, she has to be careful. Exactly. So, people are like, hey, we know you. You're not doing a bad job. We don't have problems with you. Go ahead and be ruler for a couple of years until Tut takes over. But she can't fucking 
pull too many strings or mm-hmm. else it's going to end back for place. her. Yeah. Yes. And then Tut becomes of age and he takes over power. That's essentially what they believe. After this, once Tut becomes king, we're not 100% sure what happened. But there is a reason why literally Amenhotep and Nephi weren't discovered until 1912. When Tut became ruler, whatever reason why, they think it's because of uh, like a... Advisor. Advisors. Damn, I pulled that one out. Yeah, you did. And it's the correct word. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, hey, let's head our asses back to Thebes. Forget about this place. I mean, fair. Back to Thebes. So they moved back to Thebes and the city, gone. Damn. Lost in time. Took it out of the records. Took it out of everything. Nothing like it didn't happen. That's what happens when you build a city in 60 yeah. days. So, Gone. Six months. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, other than the fact that it was completely lost, they completely buried it. They were like, this is a this is a bad part of Later. our past. Let's dig this under the sand. Nephi's tomb, never found. We don't know where she is. We don't know what happened to her. This is one of the reasons why we're pretty sure she outlived her husband. Because if she died before her husband, she would he be would have made a in thing. that yeah. tomb. And then they moved them all out before she died. So she wouldn't be in the tomb with Amenhotep. Mm-hmm. They also think one of the reasons why she couldn't have a tomb is because Tut's death was very sudden. Mm. He died at about 19. So he was still kind of smaller. He hadn't completely grown into a full male. <laughs> like the Yikes. grow, he was a couple days short of the yeah. wa- the things that grow in water. Oh my god! Grow a boyfriend. <laughs> yes, you're like he's so spongy though. So he's a little bit smaller, and he was in, and oh, they weren't ready for it. He's kind of spongy, so Gross. I don't know if I want to date him. So Nephi, who is now getting older, and they were probably already building and planning for her. Well, all of this the the stuff that they put bodies in are smaller for females. So they go, oh, we have all this, and we're. Thinking Nephi probably outlived Tut now. Yeah, shit. Oh, all of her stuff is ready to go. We have nothing for our pharaoh. Used all of her stuff. So when she died shortly after, because she was old, they didn't have anything for her. So who knows where she went. Okay, wow. So that's one of the theories of why we there is no... But solid. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So one last thing I do want to go over... I'm almost done. Um, Nephew wasn't discovered until 1912. Mm-hmm. As I said, not 2019. <laughs> and there <laughs> are so many amazing things that happen in fascinating parts to how she was discovered. So literally, like I said, Tup packed them all up, moved back to Thebes, and erased, like I said, everything. So this whole fucking city was not known to anyone. Whoa. It was in the middle of the desert for 3,000 years. I love a hidden city. And this is why everything is almost so amazingly preserved because all the other temples and stuff that they were people knew about. So 
fucking raiders went in and looters went in and they raided it and took Mm -hmm. everything. This was a place no one knew about. So when they found it, everything was just left as it was. So cool. And it's also like, I don't know, obviously, as not an archaeologist. But I assume if you, like, just built everything and had it, like, all ready to roll and you were just there for a couple years and then you abandoned everything and it all, like, was buried, everything's going to be in relatively good condition because it was already in good condition. Well, it was already in good condition. The way they took care of those stuff was good condition. And there was nothing to come in to disturb it because no one knew this existed. Tut and everyone above him or everyone with him buried this city mm-hmm. buried it Spooky. so there's no one looking for it so three thousand years later other than just the the damage of time like nephi's eye nephi, nephi not having an eye mm-hmm. is all right there all of this art all of this stuff all of these two people this woman that we never knew about is preserved in this this place that we didn't know because it was just in the middle of the desert that we thought was just desert that was a city 3,000 years ago. Weird. Awesome. Crazy. And then when Nephi and um, Amenhotep were discovered, they actually, this is just a fun fact, mm-hmm. they thought that Nephi may have been a male and that he might have been Amenhotep's co-ruler and probably gay lover. Oh. And then they eventually found out Nephi was a queen. Now, this fact is one of those facts that is cool and uh, awesome and cool, but also fucking shitty at the same time yeah. because it's like yay they clearly back then like co-ruler queer lover did not care cool. but oh. then they were like this obviously couldn't be a girl because she's pictured at the same fucking that, level that, as the guy like fucking joke yeah. where it's like it was the mother who was doing the surgery and nobody believed it because it was the fucking, because she's a woman. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's the same thing. So it's like, it's not a joke anymore. For it's like, well, even way back when, like, it was cool that, like, you were, you yeah. could have a, like, a guy lover. Like, they literally thought maybe they were gay lovers and co rulers. Oh, because it couldn't be a female. Nope. Couldn't be a female. They don't do anything. So, so yeah, that's one of those catch. 22 things going on there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was Nephi, and she's a fucking badass. Baller. And she is one of the oldest women that we knew that came in and was like, fuck y'all. I'm strong. I'm powerful. And I'm going to do things like I want. And you gonna fucking listen to me. I'm the beauty who came. Yep. And I'm going to step on you. Yep. Smite. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that is that. So. Right. Probably part one. Probably part one. So uh, make sure you check us out. Apple Podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Really helps us out. We like to hear it. Note also we don't mention a lot. We're on uh, Spotify, but that's not what we don't mention a lot. Our email. Oh, shit. You're right. But first, uh, let's talk nerdy at gmail. uh, No, at yahoo.com. I knew you were going to do that. I know. I'm sorry. I know I don't respond a lot, but I promise I read all of them. We're always I'm interested just, yes. to hear it. Just and busy. honestly, I've been thinking if you guys have any specific like recommendations, yeah. if it's on one of our lists, it could definitely help us pick a fucking topic because we have often problems with that. Mm-hmm. So if we know you want to hear something specifically and it's on our list, it will help us choose something yeah. for the next week. I probably have... 
150 things on my list. Or no it might even be something that we haven't thought of that we're like, well, shit, say, yes. Like every other week, I'll be like, you know what I should add? Jericho, yeah. because Brittany was like, I would love to listen I to a Jericho episode. Jericho episode. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So please also send those. Once again, Apple Podcast Rate, Review, Subscribe helps us out, makes us feel better about our lives. Spotify. Also the ESO Network and on Podbean. And uh, don't forget to follow us yeah. on at, but first let's talk nerdy. On Instagram. On Insta, Martha always makes very cute arts. And they're very art fun. every week, which is really fun. Yeah. Every, not every week, every, episode. every other week or every episode. And this is when you know sometimes we don't put them out every other like we're supposed to. This is when you know that a new episode has come out because mm-hmm. we will post it. Yes. But otherwise, since this will probably be a two parter, we yep. will more than likely see you next, nice next Tuesday. I'm the beauty who came. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.